Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another installment of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky. And of course, we have our co-host, Corey DLG, and producer, Nico, on the show today. And we are getting you ready for the weekend. We're getting you ready for a Bears game coming up on Sunday. We're going to talk about that, make some picks, as well as, I'm going to pose the question, dare I say, is this a must-win game on Sunday? We'll get into all that in a little bit. We want to get to some news, but first of the first thing we must discuss, this doesn't really have a ton to do with the Texans, but I'm sure football fans were interested, people tuning into the football world. Thursday night football, the aftermath of the Thursday night football game, somebody got scorched. Kyler Murray catching another stray. I feel like he has <laughs> I feel like he's been catching a lot of these all offseason into the regular season. Corey, can you believe that Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, however you want to refer to him, the former Bengals standout receiver who's given out Madden boost ratings after the Thursday night football game, he's throwing shots, lobbing shots at Kyler Murray after the Yeah, I, you know, um, <laughs> in the boys' text, I texted everybody about two weeks ago that I've seen – in some Reddit threads, some people kind of point out that there's this weird stat trend line when the Call of Duty and the Modern Warfare games come out. From that date onward in the football seasons, Kyler Murray's numbers dip. Apparently, that's not something that's news to the NFL, and that may have a lot to do with why Arizona was the first team to ever put in the study habit requirement into a contract when they gave him the 200 plus million dollars. So I've seen enough of the stuff that tells me that behind the scenes people say this, that behind the scenes people obviously know that Kyler Murray has a bad habit and is more interested in the video games than he is in football, seemingly. But it was definitely crazy. So this, I mean, it's a Pittsburgh Cleveland game. The Arizona Cardinals don't factor into any of this. They're not even in the right conference, not even in the right division. It's got nothing to do with them. And for Chad Johnson, he's out there giving Jacoby Brissett, of all people, uh, a Madden ratings boost uh, as a reward for his great performance. I don't know why Nick Chubb wouldn't be the guy. I'm not. I, whatever. That was weird to me. But <laughs> so yeah. Neither but I mean, Nick that. Chubb ran for like 110 yards in a touch. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, give it to the quarterback. Yeah, sure. Um, so Ch- Chad Johnson, who's a 40-year-old man, Jacoby Brissett, who's a 30-year-old quarterback who takes his job very seriously, between the two of them, there's probably not a lot of Madden that gets played. Maybe there's some. Maybe Chad Johnson plays a lot. I mean, I don't know. But it was definitely weird between the two of them to have this exchange about the ratings. 
And then Chad Johnson just straight up asks him, do you even play Madden? And Jacoby's like, not really, but my kids do. And he goes, well, that's good because it's deer in the season. You have other things to worry about. And then he just calls out Kyler Murray. He goes, Kyler. That is insane to me. Um, It definitely puts on the forefront the issue that that kind of has been coming up. We talked about a little bit on Earth Thug Radio once that Arizona Cardinals looked bad all around with the Kyler Murray study clause. Because when they put it in, it was the first time it had ever been put into a contract. Then it leaked that it was in there. And I suspect that it was leaked by Kyler Murray's people because they were not happy that it was there and they were embarrassed that it was in there. And so when it gets leaked, then everyone has questions. Arizona, why would you... If you think this is your franchise guy, why would you ever give him that kind of money if you're worried that he's not paying attention? If you're worried that he's not studying hard enough? If you have any kind of doubts about him, you have two years left on his rookie deal before you need to give him the money. Like, why not just try and hammer those habits out of the situation? Sit him down for the next two years and really be like, hey man, Call of Duty came out last week. We better not see a decline in your attendance here at the facility. And if we do, we're making a note of that come negotiation time. Just be upfront with them. Instead, they gave him the contract but put in a study clause, and then afterwards he has to go and defend himself in the media. Then your franchise quarterback looks bad, so then you've got to take it out to try and help him and protect him, and now you look like a mess. So the, I, it's, it, it was already a dumb thing to do. It was already in a bad situation. And... Of all people, Chad Johnson still manages to stir the pot and make it even worse. Well, I think this is I think this is the most interesting side of this because for a while this has been a thing, right? Where you have coaches or organizations, teams, scouts when they look at certain players, this happened a lot where they say, "Oh, he's not football is his priority or they look at a player and they point to different things different interests that they have different aspects of their lives that take up a lot of time and they say you know football isn't a priority this is going to pull him away this is going to pull him away and it's always been you know this is a a person uh and for a lot of people it seems that the argument was you know they're going to have other interests they're not just a football robot uh or a lot of people have said these other quarterbacks they all they do is eat, live, and breathe football, and that points to their success. And you kind of had this tug back and forth on a bunch of different guys, and primarily around that quarterback position, about should this be all they do, or is it fine to have these other interests? Do you feel like this is the first time where it is sort of slipping towards one way or the other where maybe it is slipping a little towards you know what maybe maybe he should be more focused on football maybe the other interests are too prevalent in his life because we've seen this conversation before do you feel like this is the first time where it actually might be slipping in the favor of a franchise where you go oh you know what looking at some of these stats looking at some of this stuff looking at the back half of the season decline maybe there's actually a well i hate to agree with the teams in the nfl Because almost always when they say this, when they make this point, when they say, we don't know if he truly loves football, what they're they're complaining about is that a guy speaks out or a a guy is intelligent or a guy says something like, well, look, this is, you know, I know I won't do this forever. I know it's only seven or eight years of my life kind of a deal. So I'm hesitant to say that they're right. However, there could be other reasons, first of all, that a quarterback's numbers go down 
you know, in the second half of seasons, especially a young quarterback like Kyler Murray. His first year, it could just be that he was tired. You don't play this much when you play in college. It's not the same kind of style. And a lot of times you would you would get sat in college when you're up big. So you 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 wouldn't have to play all four quarters of these hard, close, anxious games for for twenty weeks straight, you know? So in some aspects, I could see reasons why the numbers would decline over the length of a season. Even into a sophomore season, where yeah, you've put on weight and you've gotten in shape and you're ready to go, but you're still getting banged up, and by the second half of the season, everyone's hurt and banged up. So the results probably, for some teams, probably the bad teams, and the Arizona Cardinals are not a good team, they do decline on the back half of seasons. However, with Kyler Murray in particular, the conversation has always been, does he really love football? Because, if you recall, he was a baseball guy. He'd already been drafted by baseball. Uh, and he was already looking at opportunities to be a millionaire and to play baseball. As a matter of fact, he already had millions of dollars in his bank account, and he had to give money back to get drafted number one overall again to the NFL. So to me, I do... This is something that probably isn't new for Kyler Murray, even in particular. However, if this is really how it is behind the scenes about Kyler Murray then they may be right about him. <laughs> like, all of that, that they're probably usually wrong, that they're talking about guys. Like, they, they tore up the UCLA quarterback when he was talking about uh, concussions about six or seven years ago, whichever quarterback that one was, where he was... Was that... No, 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 no. It was the one before Josh Rosen, I think, where he was, he was concerned about, you know, it was, he was coming into his senior year and waffling about being drafted or not. And he was like, look, there's only so many big hits you're going to take over the span of your life before you stop because of head injuries and things of that nature. And the NFL was like, whoa, why is this guy even mentioning head injuries? Like, we don't want our quarterback to think about those things. And it, it affected his draft status. You know, Matt Leinert took uh, ballroom dancing his senior year with his girlfriend, uh, which is a great thing, you know, interpersonal-wise. But he was murdered for it in the draft rooms because he would rather ballroom dance with his girlfriend than go pro. We don't understand. Why doesn't he love the NFL as much as we love the NFL? Uh, and so I don't I, – it's tough because I think sometimes the NFL is a little full of itself in this regard. You know, the high horse sits a little too high on this issue. But it – would it surprise me to learn that a guy like Kyler Murray plays too much, too many video games? No. So I do have a hard time. I want to side with him. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I struggle with it because it does seem like in this particular player and this particular issue, it is a known league-wide issue. Catching Kyler Murray catching strays at the end of a Browns Steelers game, nevertheless, is is interesting and fascinating to see how that will progress throughout the the rest of the season. Let's get to uh, to some news here before we head into the matchup of the Chicago Bears Houston Texans. Uh, there was a couple of pieces of news. I I mean, you have the the Brit stuff and his possibility of retiring. We touched on that a little bit. Interesting that there's more stories on that now. 
there was one interesting ESPN piece on Jalen, the second round pick out of Baylor. Uh, he's a little cheap. He says he still lives at home with his parents. <laughs> I thought this was, you, you know, I think people are going to make fun of him for it. I kind of like this. It kind of reminds me of the, the, uh, Hayward Bay when he had his mom as his accountant to make sure that he, he was saving all of his contracts, saving 80% of his contracts every single year and making sure that he was putting away money and investing. You hear about all of the, the players that, have such issues with with money a couple of years after they have these shortened careers that they don't expect to be so short. I kind of like that there's somebody there's uh, some players who are you know really conscious about the the money that they're making and, and making sure that they're putting away cash. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a funny story. I like the idea that he calls them his roommates. I hope that's what he does. I hope when he goes out to the club or when he's out and he <laughs> meets a girl, he's like, yeah, let me let me text ahead, make sure the roommates aren't out when we head back. Like. I think that would be great. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story. I think it's great when someone is fiscally responsible. I don't think he needs to be that fiscally responsible. I think he could buy his own home. Uh, and But I, I don't want to tell people how to spend their own money, you know? Probably. But, you know, to have it be too far to saving money versus too far overspending money it is nice is nice yeah yeah it's it's a nice story it makes you think that he's a level-headed guy it makes you feel like this is a guy who's who's concerned about his career doesn't know how long he's going to be in the nfl and those are typically the guys who stay in the nfl a little bit longer i don't remember who it was but it was somebody it might have been emmett smith who famously was like my first goal every season is to make the team and in the back of my head i was like bro you're emmett smith like that's you made the team. But I suppose, you know, as long as you're always aware that there's a chance you don't, then then you you take it all a little bit more seriously. Uh, so I do appreciate that. But How, it is a funny story. Speaking of Chad Ochocinco, notoriously cheap former NFL player. Yeah, I don't know that I believe this story. I, I've heard this a couple times. I don't know that I believe that he was this cheap. I don't. I don't know that I do. Didn't he live at the Bengals facility his first year? So allegedly, I remember him saying on that podcast that he's always on. Uh, what is it called? I'm an athlete, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's told the story a couple times. He was telling someone he had, I don't know who she is, but she goes to the athletes' homes and yeah. she cooks while she talks to them. Uh, and she does like a whole interview like that. And she was at his house. By the way, he was wearing a robe and smoking a cigar the whole time. Way to not make it weird, Chad. Um, but he told the same story, that he lived in the facility. He he would sleep on the couches, like, of the different coaches' offices and stuff like that. You know, they had showers and gyms, and he would order takeout, and that was just what he lived on, and that he eats McDonald's, and apparently he's eaten at McDonald's every day of his life for 30 years or something like that, and that he's notoriously cheap. He takes dates to McDonald's, all of allegedly, all of this. I will say this. If that part is true, I want Chad Johnson's metabolism. Um, it's a national treasure. We should be studying it. It should be injectable. We should put it into every American. Uh, you know, that would drive that would drive the economy more than anyone. Hey, Chad Ochocinco, anytime you want to take me to McDonald's, I, I'm happy to hang out with you. We can, we can hang out and talk a little football. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because it's a publicity stunt. I don't believe him. I don't believe him for a second. The whole car right there, I'm going to be yelling BS. I'm going to be like, there is no way 
this is where you eat when you're by yourself and this is how you spend your money. I don't believe that for a second. I don't. I, as some, a guy who's willing to pretend to bribe a ref in a huge sombrero during the middle of a game, I believe is also willing to eat McDonald's every single day. I'll just say that. I'll leave it at that. No. I, th- I think he is all about just getting the attention, and I think this makes him look crazy, but in a good way. You know, he's always tried to toe that line between crazy and not crazy. When he when he found out the NFL was selling the Chad Ochocinco jerseys, he got mad, so he legally changed his name to that so that he could be the one to get the money. I, I think this just goes along the lines of more crazy Chad stories that are cute, not weird. I don't I don't buy it though. I don't believe it. I know this for a fact. If you could get him in a time machine and, and make him so that he's 19 right now, he would kill it with NIL deals. Kill it with NIL deals. Chad Ochocinco as a college athlete now, if he was a college athlete right now, would be one of the richest athletes in the country. He would kill NIL deals. Oh, for sure, and and he and he'd be getting the greatest McDonald's deal in the history of mankind. They they would be bada ba ba loving it to the bank. I mean, I I just don't believe the story though. I I think Cincinnati. I think I think the coaches would have kicked him out. I think the security team would have been like, "Hey, bro, it's three in the morning. You gotta go." I don't. I I just don't believe that they would have let him. Especially as cheap as the Cincinnati people were, I don't think they would have run the power that long for him. Corey doesn't believe in a little wonder in the world. Anyways, we got to get to some Chicago-Houston matchup stuff. But before we do that, Corey, let's hear from a sponsor. Get my little thing up here. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom geek parties. Everything from corporate team building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle at 281 746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle. Are you in yet? Let me... Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. Have you ever gone to, like, a themed party? Uh, a theme... How do you mean? Like, I've been to a a party with a a theme to it. Like, costumes. Like... That's basically what these guys do is costume stuff. Have you ever been though to like a costume uh, or a theme outside party? of Halloween? Uh Yes, I feel like I have before. I feel like I've been to like maybe one. It seems like they would be really fun, but like I don't know, people don't do them. I, I mean, it's kind of maybe it's a pain in the butt to dress up. I don't know. I just I was thinking about it while I was reading that ad. I was like, you know, people don't do a lot of theme parties I feel like, anymore. I feel like if I feel like I did it in college one time one or two times maybe i think it's hard to get people to commit to going to a place and also dressing up maybe i just am with a a more laid-back group of people but i feel like it'd be harder to get people to commit to an event and also like buy an outfit come with the the theme appropriate attire Uh, i don't know i feel like people i feel like everybody i hang out with is just trying to get everybody to hang out after a busy week <laughs> so it's the negative inertia you think you couldn't overcome I, like adding 
adding costumes would be one more step that they would be like, nah, never mind. I know this as somebody who loves watching every drop of football and basketball that I can. If it's a Saturday night and there's some college football games on and somebody's like, hey, you want to come hang out, but you have to wear this. No chance. No chance. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. I'm sorry. I'm just a lazy so it's person. Gotta be I'm, off I'm season. lazy that way, though. Socially, I am lazy. I'm a hard worker. Socially, I'm a little lazy. I'll show up and look nice. Well, but if I have to buy, go out and get like a cop. Nope. No chance. No chance. I'm watching well, football. I mean, you've got it made, though. You've got the dogs. you got the lady. you got the Emmy. You don't need anybody anymore. <laughs> like, you're done now. You, you can just throw it out socially. You're retired. Hang it I up. I would rather try and figure out with my two dogs talking to my dogs on the couch about why a coach would run that play on third down than go out <laughs> and get – you know, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Is the is one of the dogs in favor of the power eye? Is that what you've learned over the years? Absolutely, the bigger one. But he's a horse. He's got a 150-pound Great Dane. Of course he wants to run the ball. That makes sense. No, yeah, I buy that. All right. So he still believes in the fullback. So let's let's talk a little bit about this this game here on Sunday. Houston Texans versus the Chicago Bears. We're going to get into picks. We're going to get into uh, who we think is going to win this game, who's going to go off, all that good stuff. But I actually have a question for you, Corey, headed into this game. And I don't want to be – I don't want to get over my skis as far as the season is concerned, but with Chicago being as bad as they were on Sunday and looking like they might be as bad as advertised when we were going into this season, I think week one threw us off the scent a little bit, but week two against the Packers, they looked really bad. Is this a must-win game? Not because they're supposed to be good, but just because if you're going to have hope that this young group can be the next group you gotta see something against a bad team and you saw it against the Colts who is a bad team can they actually win against another bad team the Bears is this a must win game oh man that I was in, the short answer was no until you reframed the question um in the real world, there are no must-win games for the Texans this year. The Texans... That's fair. That's a very good counterpoint. At this point, given... Okay, coming into the season when we were counting wins, I really thought they, they had good chances to beat the Colts and the Broncos, and I thought the Bears would be a close game. Then as we started moving down this, the schedule, there weren't a lot more games that I really thought we were in the running for. So, in that regard, I personally... I still believe that the Bears, that this will be a close competitive game. If I don't see a close competitive game, I will be disappointed. However, we don't, we don't need any of these games. Because what we're trying to do is keep getting better overall as a roster. And we're trying to evaluate guys like Davis Mills, guys like Damian Pierce, um, guys like the cornerback and the safety. So, like, we, we, nece we don't necessarily... We need to see if Tunsil and Green can play together. By the way, Green was great last week. I believe he allowed zero quarterback hits and pressures as a starting left guard. Uh, you know, we got we got to keep evaluating these guys and just see what we have for any kind of long-term future. Nico and I yesterday, 
we went over the salary cap in our little quick hit episode. And in 2024, we lead the league in cap space with $194 million. The next team has $20 million less than that. So we are clearly trying to evaluate for the future. So as far as a must win, no. But we do want to must compete. We do want to see must be close. We do want to see must want to win. You know, if it, if it comes down to, oh, they, you know, they didn't dot the I and cross the T right at the end where they should have, that's going to be the stuff a young, inexperienced team does. But they've got to be in range to do that stuff late and then blow it late. Otherwise, like the Denver game, they felt a little further out of the game than they really were because they just couldn't make anything happen. As bad as Denver was, we still weren't doing anything against it. That was a frustrating game because you really felt like, man, if Davis Mills could just get a couple more passes completed here and there, we might, you know, not only be in this game, but we we might accidentally win it. And then, you know, we just never do. And so then the play calling gets away from Damian Pierce, and then we just kind of collapse at the end. And I expect us to collapse at the end. What I want us to do, though, is be in a dogfight all game. I want us to stay within a score of, of most of these teams all season. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that if you're going to see flashes of what some of these pieces and some of these units could be on this roster, this is one of those games where they really have to show you those flashes. I mean, you go through the stats of the Bears, literally the only thing they do well is run the ball. They don't defend well. They don't defend the pass well. They don't defend the rush well. I mean, they've had, uh, they haven't given up a ton of scores, but a lot of that is because the first game they literally played it in a lazy river. The field was literally <laughs> underwater, and so yeah. that game kind of, a lot of the stats out of that game are fluky. But they, I mean, they don't create a ton of turnovers even after playing in that kind of condition. They didn't get like a ton of fumbles or something to juice those stats from that game. They don't pass well. I mean, Justin Fields looked horrible and some of the play calling too i mean they get they get rid of the matt Nagy era and they still do stuff that makes absolutely no sense you're on literally the one inch line in green bay with a chance to stay in that game and you take the snap from shotgun to try and run the ball in when you're on the end zone line stuff like that makes absolutely no sense you have Justin Fields, he threw, I believe he threw a total of 11 passes, 11 pass attempts in that Green Bay game. I mean, their offense makes very little sense outside of Mooney. They don't really seem to have any pass threats. Uh, their defense isn't really – again, they haven't given up a ton of scores, but that first game is fluky. They have gave up a ton of rushing yardage in that second game to Green Bay uh, and a lot of rushing touchdowns, quite a few rushing touchdowns in that first game couple to Aaron Jones and so you, you look at this team the only thing that really jumps off the page is they do run the ball fairly well but even then they still play call in weird spots to shoot themselves in themselves in the foot and so if you're going to find something positive on the Houston Texans these are the games where you've got to pick up those positive points as far as what you have for the future of this team so in that perspective it does feel it feels a little must-win adjacent, let's say. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your heart here, and I'm gonna say that I have 
zero faith that they're going to win this game. I actually, I don't, wow. I, I don't believe they're going to win this game. Uh, the rushing situation that Green Bay has is different than ours in the sense that they are very fast and they attack the edges of the defense. And that was Chicago's problem was they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't stop an edge to save their life against Green Bay. They couldn't hold the edge on any of those plays. Aaron Rodgers was doing a lot of RPO stuff, a lot of watching the DNs, and if the DN crashed, then they were just bailing off that side. And this jet sweeps, they ran like two or three jet sweeps that just went for, for real yardage. And jet sweeps either should go home run or nothing because defenses either don't see it coming at all or they know it's coming and can stop it. Chicago, it looks like they knew it was coming. They just couldn't get to the edges in time. The reality is we don't run to the edge. We don't have speed at the running back position. We have a hammer. So what we're going to do is we're going to run between the tackles like we did in Denver. And what we're going to do is we're going to average probably 2-9, 3-2, somewhere in that range. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think – I think this is going to be perhaps our worst performance because Chicago will look almost as equally as bad – and that will make it more frustrating. You'll be like, well, they're not moving the ball. Why aren't we moving the ball? And we're not moving the ball because we're not very good. They have looked like they're able to hold water in the sloppy games, though. Which I yeah. don't think Chicago, I mean, if you look at Chicago, I I know that's a different coaching staff. But you look at just the last year in sloppy games and even – I. Against the 49ers, they have a solid finish that game, but for three quarters of that game, not so great. You have uh, at the beginning when they were trying to muck it up against the Green Bay Packers, couldn't control that game. I, I don't know. I just – if it's going to be a sloppy game, it feels like the Texans are more averse to making the big mistake versus the Bears. Yeah, you'd like to think so, but I don't – I mean, we've we've found a way consistently these first two games to still be the Texans. And uh, I think we're going to keep doing that. I think this is going to be a frustrating season for us because I don't know. Pep Hamilton hasn't shown me that he is this, you know, second coming of the great offensive play caller. And we've never had one of those here in Houston. You know, we've never had the play caller that makes us, that makes me think, man, like we, they don't see it coming. Like we're really out there. Green Bay can call all these different plays in rhythm where you don't, you don't realize where they're attacking and with whom they're attacking until it happens. So, like, as a defense, how do you prepare for that? That's a hard thing to do. They can line up in pass formations and then do a sweep toss to the outside. And I hate tosses. Green Bay does them better than anybody. You know, uh, they do these plays where they can attack the edges and really force a defense to kind of sit back a little bit and react, which gives the offense – the advantage at the line of scrimmage, it gives the offense a little bit more time. We're not going to surprise them that way. And it's it's partly because Davis Mills probably doesn't have maybe as much mastery of what Pep Hamilton wants him to know, but it's also because we, we haven't run thus far a very deceptive, a very, you know, unreadable offense. When we line up, you can generally tell what we want to do based on how we're lined up. And then it's a matter of who executes better. Well, 
I don't have I don't have a lot of faith in the Bears executing, but I also don't have a lot of faith in the Texans executing. So it it's going to be an ugly game for sure. It absolutely will, and it's easy to say like, okay, if it's nine to six, oh then we're in it. Like, oh yeah, we're in it. Yeah, we are. But if the Chicago only has nine points, we should probably have seventeen or so. But we won't, and that's going to be the frustrating part. There's a difference between being in it and both teams playing down to each other. Exactly. And I kind of suspect that we're definitely going to play down to each other <laughs> even more than we typically do, which is not an exciting prospect for this game. Man, like, I don't know who's not ready to tune in and just watch the slowest three hours of football. <sighs> well, before we make some picks for this riveting game, before we make some picks, let's hear from one more sponsor, Corey. All right. Let me tell you guys about the Adventure Begins Stadium. It's right there on the second floor of the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more. You guys need to get out there and check it out. It's awesome. They got all kinds of sports cards, sports memorabilia. It is a great place. It's a it's very well lit, family friendly. It's Nico and I, we go there for all of our nerd needs, the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more. But now on the second story of the Marcel Town Center, they've got the stadium, the Adventure Stadium. And in there, they've got all kinds of sporting goods, signed sporting memorabilia. It's just a great little place to get in there and get your gaming on and get your nerd on, but now also get your sport fan on. So make sure to check it out. Go ahead and get to 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas. Check out the Marcel Town Center and go on to the second floor where the Adventure Stadium is and have yourself a great time and spend lots of money there because... First of all, it's kind of easy to do because sport cards are not cheap anymore. They don't come with a stick of gum anymore. But also, uh, it's awesome, and you should spend money because it's fun. Some picks. Before we make uh, our official picks for this uh, for this week and see if Corey can keep his hot streak going, let's see. Let's see if we six can and zero, baby. Six a, a and zero player who if. There's going to be one player that goes off in this game. Corey, who do you think it's going to be? If 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 the Texans win, it's because Damian Pierce has like 160 yards Just and three carves touchdowns. Him up on the ground. I mean, I know I know that the the edges is where Green Bay was doing a lot of its its running, but I really feel like if you are consistent. Damian Pierce, when they were consistently going to him last week against the Broncos and into a sound Broncos front seven, I mean, he was averaging over four yards per carry and he was looking good. And in, in middle to late third quarter, he had a little stretch there where he got a couple different drives of like six yards at seven yards. And then they, for some reason, still got away from him after that. So I do think he can wear a defense down. I do think he can grind it out. I, I don't know that that will help us because I feel like that Chicago strength is the center of their defense. But if we win and put up points and look like a real NFL team, I think it'll be because of Damian Pierce. I like that one a lot. I think if they win... There's a chance that Nico Collins really has a oh, nice I would game. love that. I would love that. Let's say... Let's say like, not not something crazy, but let's say like eighty six yards and a touchdown, like a, a nice, solid day in a game that might end, uh, 
thirteen to to six, that's probably going to be one of the bigger performers. And if they're if they're challenging and saying Brandon Cooks is your best guy, we're going to try and take him out of this game and see what you can do about it. And if they can get some protection, if Davis Mills can just stay on target, he's a pretty big receiver who can go up and get the ball. We saw that in in the preseason. We've seen that before where he can go up and get some of those balls and. He can be a bit of a deep threat. Maybe he stretches the field for them, and he ends up having a nice, a nice. You out. know, if you if you remember, if you think back, when we were talking about the preseason, we said when they get to the red zone, they're going to give one on one Nico Collins a lot of opportunities. I haven't really seen them do that yet. Uh, just off the top of my head, I don't recall seeing a lot of fade routes to Nico Collins one on one. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to see it. No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to see it, and I think this might be a game where you could see it because I do think the Bears will go one on one. I don't think they're afraid of us at all, so I do. I could see that. Um, it would be great if it happened, and, and it might be just the thing that he needs to really get that boost in confidence. Because I don't. I mean, what has he done this season so far? It's been really, really quiet on that half of the field. Indeed. All right. So the spread is. Minus two and a half in favor of the home team, the Bears, and the over/under is forty. Corey, what oh, you got? Man, that is. I think the under is safe. They're basically they're basically saying it's an it's e- a fourteen it's thirteen a type game is what they're saying. If yeah, this was a neutral. Uh, game. I, I definitely think the under is safe. Ah, uh, man, two and a half is the problem, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, you really want those yeah, key numbers. Of, yeah, to like three. three and a half would make me feel like I would take the Texans at three and a half. Three, at two and a half, it's such a because like someone will win by a field goal, so so it's just a matter of who it is. Uh, I I I'm gonna go with Chicago getting the, the the two and a half or giving up the two and a half. I'm gonna go with Chicago. I think that they're still gonna win by the field goal. I think it's a uh, 17-14, 12-9 kind of game. Somewhere in that ugly situation. Yeah, I think it's going to be ugly and low scoring as well. Although, how funny would it be if this game ended like 31-27? Or like 27? you look up and it's like Texans like 56, that. Bears 0 or something. There is a scenario where this turns into the Jaguars... Washington game in week one and it's like these two teams that nobody expects very much from and it's ugly in the first three quarters and then all of a sudden they score nearly 30 <laughs> points combined in the fourth quarter there is like it's a slight chance but there is a I route mean, where that happens I, anything is possible but I feel like I feel like we're more likely to see one of the that's the more that's the more the most comical uh, that would be the said. like the, the greatest way to lose this under like if the Texans just exploded I for know. 40 points, I, I I don't know how mad I would be about that. I think I'd be like, okay, well, finally they figured out where the end zone was. Great. Um, okay, I'm taking I'm taking the under as well. I'm going Texans plus two and a half. I don't love it. This is a great tease if you're in yeah. that kind of thing. Throwing three extra points and teasing this up to like five and a half and throwing this in with like. The Dolphins and the Lions. If you moved, love that. Absolutely love that. If you moved it five and a half, you would take the Bears for sure, right? 
No, if I if I'm teasing it, I would I would really? take the Texans at three points and move that line to plus. Oh, I see. Okay, I thought you were going the other seven. way. Okay. And then I would I would if I was teasing that line, I would take them and I would take the Lions and that would if I'm putting it on a th- like a three point tease, that would put the Lions at plus nine. You could get the plus eight and a half here is what I'm seeing them at. If you if you're teasing it again, if you're teasing it with the the plus three, yeah, a, on like a a three team tease or something like that. So the problem with not teasing it though, at two and a half, you're basically saying basically, the Texans are yes. going to win. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know that I can. <sighs> Look, I want to be a believer, uh, but so far the reason I'm six and zero is because I know what I'm saying. I don't I I don't see it. Hey, you know what? They they're going to pick up a couple right. of games here. No, they will. They will. They're going to do it. Uh I it, it, I don't think it'll be this one. I don't think it'll be next week against San Diego, not if Hebert stays healthy. If Hebert gets through this week with the bruised ribs. Are you saying Hebert? The fractured right cartilage, whatever it is. If he plays this Herbert. week. <laughs> Hebert, right? Isn't that his name? <laughs> I thought it was Hebert. This is your six and zero champion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I thought I—that's uh, right. Can't can't read, but I know my sports. Um, I thought it was Hebert. I did. Uh, I thought it was like, man, that you know, everyone's being really casual about this very unique name. Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah. So if he next if he makes it through this week with a cracked cartilage, I don't know how he's not going to get just... some clarity in your life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he doesn't cut us up. I I am deaf in my left ear, Com- like completely stone cold deaf. Uh, but yeah, if he survives this week, we're not going to be the guys to take him out. Oh so, my gosh. like this first win is coming, but it's not well, coming anytime soon. It. Hey Nico, Nico, what do you have for picks? It should have been Indy. It should have been Indy. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Texans. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna guess the over. I think this is gonna be way higher Ooh. than you guys are expecting. Ooh. Look at the contrarian over here. I think that's been my idea the entire time, but I, I'm i confident in this one. Unlike before, where I was throwing darts <laughs> at a board. <laughs> Nico's finally watched enough football where he Nico can inaccurately predict the outcome. Correct. A picks segment with anything less than confidence. He's always coming and firing. Uh, yeah, I'm always <laughs> right in my head. <laughs> there you go. If that reality Ooh. plays out is oh, another question. The only place it counts. Wow. That's, uh, I I think I dated the girl who told me that one time, and I don't really know how to respond to it still. Years later, I don't know what to say to that. It's never helped me on a test, but I like the strategy. I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Never helped me. That's a good way to put it. You're right. Like being confident as can be and filling out that scantron well, doesn't you mean a, a thing. Sixty-five like, <laughs> in my head, these are all right. Just so you know, you look foolish yeah, in my head. Just so you know, these were right when I wrote them down. <laughs> you look so silly right now. <laughs> oh my god, we're brilliant. We're good people. We know what we're talking about. We know. You know what? We know what we're talking about, adjacent. I'll put it that way. That's. <laughs> Let's call that a show. Chad Johansson looks so smart. Oh boy. Let's call let's call that a show for Corey, for producer Nico, for myself. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We'll be back on Monday. 
giving you a recap of the Texans Bears game on Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're finding this podcast and make sure you're coming back for more editions of Battle Red Radio. Mm-hmm.